that you are welcome back now proceed okay welcome back double teamed fam how are we doing today Nikki made me restart with a welcome back because she didn't like the first one that I did even though it really wasn't that bad so I'm not sure what she was complaining about but I digress you know what mercury retrograde is about to start perhaps communication issues are not the thing to be having at the moment but yes as a little update guys mercury retrograde is about to start how do I know this a, because I check my astrology app, and B, um, because two of my exes have already reached out, and I'm like, hmm, and then I looked, and I'm like, oh, we're in the shadow period, so y'all remember the anesthesiologist, right? I was like obsessed with him, and he reached out, and I hadn't talked to him in God knows how long. I thought you were about to say years. I'm like, it's not well, I years. haven't seen him in almost a year. I think the last time I saw him was like a year ago, and um, out of the blue, he's just like, oh, my nose. I is guess itchy. he was horny. So maybe I shouldn't feel like that special. Maybe I'm not he was picking my nose. I'm just trying to open my nostril. I see. And I don't want to ruin my makeup. Anyways. Anyways, maybe he was just horny and he thought I was available. So I don't know. Anyways, we made plans and then I had something come up, so I canceled them. So I haven't seen him. But I, I'm not gonna lie. I was. I was. I said yes purely out of very shallow reasons i like having sex with him okay he's got a great body nice dick and we just connected really well sexually mm. we just emotionally or mentally we had good discussions we just could never anyways he wanted to fuck the anesthesiologist but i didn't anesthesiologist anesthesi anesthesiologist yeah you're you're adding a when it should be his <laughs> okay so i said no and then um the firefighter from last year also reached back out and he was like hey let's fuck and i'm like no and then he never responded so anyways so mercury retrograde september 9th i believe is when it starts that means issues with your car issues with communication issues with short travel siblings maybe i think mercury or third house also rules sibling and then um and this is a mercury retrograde in libra Anyways, that's your little astro report. And how, oh yeah, yeah, that's how I also knew it was Mercury retrograde. My car isn't starting. Um, it's so a 20, it, what? If anyone would like to buy Nikki a new car, please DM us. Yes, it is a 2015 uh, Mercedes CLA 250. I love it. I've had it for a long time now. It's got almost 100,000 miles on it. That shows you how much I've driven, uh, mainly to go get dick across Los Angeles. But, <laughs> well, when you're driving from Santa Clarita, that's what happens. <laughs> anyways so yeah my car isn't starting so now i'm like well shit i need a new car i'm probably gonna just gonna go get it fixed and then on top of that um i had to take my dog to go get surgery today because he has liver tumors um so when it rains it pours guys it's when an it, expensive week for nikki it's, so it's an expensive week. support <laughs> our patreon um don't forget that's patreon.com slash double team podcast help us this out okay Help assist out. Nikki yes. is supporting too. <laughs> Just kidding. She's not supporting. I'm kidding. You She's laugh like you're kidding as if I don't. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. This is a family household. <laughs> it's too bad I can't claim Kami as a dependent, but I digress. <laughs> Anyways, that was a terrible laugh. Snow. 
drink guava another time. <laughs> Hold on. Um, so everyone send positive vibes to my car, my dog. Cammy. Mostly, mostly my dog. Mostly my dog. I fucking love my dog. I've had him for nearly a decade. Um, he's 11, 12 years old, a little corgi mix. And I Sam, Sam. He's in surgery. He's right now. He's entering surgery, and I'm just like hoping and praying it all goes well. But yes, he will come out of it stronger than ever with those tumors removed, and he's going to be back to his spry little chunky self. So yes. yes positive vibes to positive Sandy. energy so do you have any updates Kami? i don't have oh wait i had one more but wait there's more but what wait there's it? more <laughs> my doms and i are in a little bit of a break so just between our travel schedules and all of our other stuff going on i checked in with them recently and they were just like hey we've got a lot going on we're wanting to to just take some time to work on some stuff and they're like and I was like okay sure so it was it was really nice to just like check in and understand that like there's definitely you know there will be a reconnecting in the future but for now we can take a time out and understand that that's just because it's needed for our own respective things and that's okay so yeah those are all my updates yeah I think you're fine I don't really have any oh Actually, you know what? I do. You know what? This is a perfect time to plug this in. So, guys, you know how I told y'all probably a long time ago um, that when I moved from Kansas to Cali, my ex-fiance got to keep my very nice, very expensive $3,000 mattress. R.I.P. Anyways, so yeah, I've been using one of Nikki's ex-husband's old-ass mattresses for like two years now for a second I was like wait and then I was like yeah yeah it was that mattress well and it, it really was it, it's been a long time um and I was like okay well it's time to shop for a new mattress because I hate the one that I had mm-hmm. um and through my network or through our network that you know DT is on some of our other network podcast for besties work with helix sleep mattresses and so I reached out and Helix was so kind as to send me a mattress uh, a new mattress for me um I took the sleep quiz and they recommended me the Sunset Lux uh so that's the mattress that I got I personally like sleep on all sides you know like I'll go to bed probably on laying on my tummy with like my arms out and like one leg kicked up and then I'll wake up in the middle of the night to go pee and I'm like on my side and then I'll wake up like you know when it's time to wake up at like 7 or 8 a.m. with the you know when the pets want food and I'm on my other side so I toss and turn all night so this mattress is great it is so soft and plushy and I'm so happy that I got it so thank you Helix honestly I want one right i have a tempur-pedic and i laid on kami's new mattress and i'm like it's almost it's time, time to make the switch yeah yes so if you would like a new mattress if you've been shopping for one go ahead and head over to helixsleep.com slash double and get you up to 200 dollars off a mattress and two pillows for free you're welcome anyway so yeah thank you helix i'm sleeping much better now and i'm so happy I'm not kidding. I, I really do want to, oh, within the near future, get rid of my Tempur-Pedic and switch over to Helix because it is that fucking comfy. It really is. Even the cat, as soon as we took it out of the box, 
Oh yeah, Tiesto was all over it. Yeah, I got the some cat, great pics that yeah, I'm yeah. gonna post. The the cat was all over it. It was like all of us were trying out this mattress and like it's a vibe. It was it's a vibe. Yeah. And I'm now 10 out of 10. better. Yes. Ten out of ten recommend. The so. other day, Cammy spent the night at some dude's house and I uh contemplated sleeping in her mattress because <laughs> I was like it's so comfortable I'm not kidding it's so I used comfortable to sleep on yours all the time when you're when you're away oh really not all that. the time but like every now and then because I mean your mattress at one point was a little bit you know it was more comfy than mine when I had my old ones so. yeah so I, I contemplated it but then I realized she hadn't slept in it yet so I was like you know what no I'll I'll sleep in my bed but next time she spends a night somewhere I'm gonna be sleeping in her bed because it's fucking comfy so now now you finally slept on it so now it's my happier than ever and it's my turn to to get a night on the comfy what is it called sunset lux are you so you're gonna sleep in my bed tonight no I'm not sleeping here tonight Oh, are you having... Oh, right. You're a sleepover at another place. Okay, okay. Okay. I always forget where you're sleeping over. Okay, so anyways, that was my little update. I'm very thankful. I, um... Sleep is very important to me. I don't know. I don't know about y'all, but... The one thing I will say, though, it's a really soft mattress, and I remember, like, when I got on it, I'm like, I wonder how it would do during sex. I haven't had sex on it yet. No? Okay. Give us a review after you've had sex on it, because I'm curious. The thing about my temper... I'm going to fucking it, and then... The thing about my Tempur-Pedic, it, too, sometimes is a little too soft. And there's no springs. So, like, once you're, like, in the Tempur-Pedic, like, you're in it. You know what I mean? Like, you just, like, imprint in, Uh. and then that's kind of where you stay. I mean, it's still pretty comfy for sex. Don't get me wrong. I just... Sometimes it's nice to have that little spring action, so that, like, you know, kind of... But your mattress is a spring. Yes, it's a hybrid, I think. It's a hybrid? I can't remember. Isn't that what you recommended to me back when I thought about getting rid of my mattress? Yeah, I love a good hybrid. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. it's got, because it's got the, the cushiony top and then the, the memory yes. foam and then yes, the spring. Yes, yes, okay, yes. all right. <clears throat> Honestly, I've always said, might I recommend? So you manifested this. I, oh my God, I really did. <gasps> Thank you, podcast. So let me manifest, manifest a new mattress. dollars <laughs> next year. <laughs> and Burning Man. Um, super sad about seeing all the posts about Burning Man. I know I'm having a little bit of FOMO. Anyways. Me too. So we did a Q&A on our, um, IG. Instagram. I had to think about that. I don't know why. Anyways, we did a Q&A on our Instagram. So we're going to go over some of those questions today. And might I just add, thank you for everyone who listens to the podcast and interacts on IG. For the people on IG who haven't listened to the podcast yet and ask questions that we've already addressed on the pod. I'm like, do I answer them on IG as well? I know. We've got some questions that I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, get with the program. Are you sisters or twins? We've been through this. We're twins. We really are. If you go onto our site, if you go onto our TikTok, and now on our IG bio, it'll say twins. Two twins in L.A. We're twins, twins in LA. Do I have to repeat that? In Los Angeles. Okay, so now let's go on to some of the other questions. Okay. And to everyone who said they have a huge crush on me, thank you, guys. That was such, like, gas me up, please. I loved it. I hope y'all like the collage that I made. Um, feel free to use it as a wallpaper. Kimmy, you had a picture of some of the most unflattering pictures of herself as a collage. Uh, there was well, one really flattering one, yeah. Anyways, okay, I really like this question. Someone asked, what are the best ways to go about meeting a potential dom or sub if you're new to it? 
I suggest meeting them in a vanilla setting. And by that, I mean, like, go out somewhere, meet them in public, you know, somewhere. You never want to start with dynamic. Yeah, somewhere safe, okay? And then... Public. Yeah, safe and public would be my my two big words there. Um, and then, like, I, I think I've mentioned this before. If it's usually my first time hooking up with someone... I don't, I keep it vanilla probably for the first time just to get a feel for the energy and then I'll dive into like any sort of a DS dynamic if I feel safe, if I feel safe. So I, I, I try to make sure that the person checks the boxes of making me feel safe, making me feel heard, feeling as if they've taken the time to understand my boundaries and everything before jumping into a DS dynamic. Also, if you're new to it, um, like if they ask you a bunch of questions, like they're doing a full on interview, that's great. You There's want nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. If they want to know like what you're into, are you familiar with the red green light system? Have you tried this? You know, what is your testing regimen? Blah, 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 blah. Know that a lot of the times people who have been in the kink space for a long time will ask a set of questions before any dynamic is um, in established established yeah thank you yeah <laughs> i was about to say reinstated for some reason <laughs> uh, before any dynamic is established be- uh, you know that's that that's how you know that you know what they're doing is yeah. when they, they ask the, when they ask questions and they're prepared is so they can just get a feel for like what you know what you want to try and what your hard bound or where your boundaries lie also another uh, how like if you're also asking if you're you know how to find kinky people um or doms and subs try more of the kinky apps like fet life or field like we've said before you can also just go on the dating apps and say hey i'm interested in people that are kinky put the chains in the black heart or something emojis i really like this question recommendations advice on traveling with sex toys so i have a vibrator that i travel with and it's not like your typical stick looking vibrator so i think it makes it easier for traveling with uh, traveling with it um it's called the palm by p-o-m by dame i really like it they sent it to us a while back whenever um we started working with the brand they also sent us a different I've never traveled with any of my vibrators. Really? Oh, I've definitely traveled with mine. I remember I was gone for like a week once and I'm like, no way am I surviving this without my vibe. So, well, I mean, like I've traveled with them like, you know, in your carry-on. Like road trip. Oh, road trip. Okay. I I think if you're flying, if you're going to check a bag, whatever you put in your checked bag is all good there. Whatever you put in your like carry-on that you're taking with you, like the claws, I don't take those with me obviously because they're you know they are as sharp as a knife and so like I wouldn't want the TSA to be stealing my claws it's like a hundred dollars per hand so no thank you um I have no problem traveling with the palm because like it looks like just like a little mouse and it's a vibrator that I really love so that one's so easy to travel with um I guess the big tip there would be try to find travel size products yeah travel size that's why i really like the palm by dame because it's so easy to take with me and i I usually i just stick it in my backpack um super nice but i think if you have like big dildos those i feel like those would be fine as long as there's nothing sharp on them and then but i would put them in some sort of like something to contain them and and to like kind of keep them clean like if you have like a nice silk pouch for them do that i did travel once with my mini shibari halo from amazon and that was pretty easy i just stuck it in the in the drawstring 
a little satin bag that I came in and stuck it in my backpack. So yeah. It's doable. Yeah. I think butt plugs are also probably easy to travel with. I've traveled with butt plug. You butt have? Pl- butt plugs. Yes. Okay. Uh, with my with my palm one before. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of like, what are some good, what are some toys you don't want to take with you besides anything sharp? Do you think they'll flag like paddles or? I don't think they'd flag paddles. Crops are really hard to take. My riding crop is too big to take. My riding crop can fit in my backpack, but I don't want it to like snap. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, my, my riding crop's like this long. But okay, that's not that big. To- yeah, I'm trying to think. So yeah, for the most part, I mean, if, it, if it's got something that it came in that you can like put it in to store it, you know, so it stays clean and, and safe, then I think you're good to go that way. But otherwise, if it's sharp, don't take it. That'd be my advice. Someone asked, my wife wants to learn how to lap dance. Any advice? Thank you for thinking that we know a lot about that, but we don't. Sadly. Um, um, I, sadly, yes. I mean, I've given, you know, a lap dance here and there. I was really for drunk. Fun. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, I was really exactly. drunk once and gave my ex-husband, a, a, attempted to give him a lap dance. Um, I would, there are probably, I would say YouTube videos on it or like yeah. some sort of instructional guide on it. Get, get you on pole dance TikTok. That'll help. Yeah. I wonder if pole dancing, I don't know if pole dancing classes would cover that, but I feel like some of the basics. I feel like, yeah, the transferable skills would be there. Would be there. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Someone asked, do either of you squirt? Uh, personally, no, sadly. I've only done it like two or three times. My dom's got me to squirt like once and then I like squirted a long time ago in college and that's all I remember. This might be a hot take. I've never squirted. And I never want to. So my female... I'm sorry, but I just don't. <laughs> my female dom squirts a lot. And this is why they use a waterproof blanket. Um, it is like a fire hydrant being... And I'm wondering how that much fluid can be in someone. Like, I always wonder, like, where does it come from? Where's the reservoir of where the fluid is stored? Um, but one time we were all playing, um, the three of us together, and she was about to come... And she like basically squirted like all over me and I thought it was super hot. Um, or like if she was like she like squirted and it kind of got like on my legs and like anyways it was really hot. Um, I don't but know I don't why squirt. I don't know why for me it's just it doesn't like I've had so many guys in the past be like I'm gonna make you squirt or I can't wait to make you squirt. I'm just like I don't I don't want to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. If you don't want to squirt don't squirt but don't don't judge people that squirt. I'm not judging people that score. I'm just saying I, I, I'm trying to The figure, way you talk about it, you, you sound a little disgusted by well, it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to figure out why I have such an aversion to it. Am I, do I think, like, I, like I've seen people score at sex parties and it's not like I was disgusted. Okay. But the thought of me squirting just doesn't, uh, that maybe it does disgust me. I can't, I can't tell. I don't know. I'm really gonna have to dig deep on that one. I think it's pretty like I like watching girls squirt. I think it's hot. Um, I just can't personally do it. Someone else asked, "How many men have you girls been with?" I we've answered this question. We're both nearing the triple digits. Probably nearing a hundred, but I have no idea. I'm gonna say over seventy, under a hundred. I'm gonna say over eighty, under a hundred. Someone asked, "What are boundaries you have with your partner so you feel more secure in poly?" I'm not one. I don't really believe in boundaries that make me feel more secure in whether or not someone will remain with me um, when they develop a a connection with someone else. 
Granted, right now, I'm not in any structured relationships. Most of all of my relationships right now are, are casual. Um, so it's nice because like, you know, there's not really, there's an understanding that like if for some reason it ends, that's okay, you know, but we're enjoying the time that we have together. However, I will say like with the only boundaries I really, or the main boundaries that I really had when my ex and I were not uh, poly was just boundaries around our finances because we had shared finances and boundaries around um, safety and like health. So like making sure that as long as he got tested regularly or, and she did too, and um, my financial boundaries weren't crossed, I really was totally fine with anything else. Um, Obviously he ended up leaving me, but it's like, what was I supposed to do there? Like put, I mean, but like we ended because like we just wanted different things. So it's like, what was I supposed to do? Put something in place so that like he wouldn't fall in love with her. Like, I think that's kind of silly. Um, So I think if you're entering polyamory or non-monogamy with um, boundaries so that you feel more secure in your relationship with your partner, maybe there's an insecurity there that's, you know, present with or without polyamory or non-monogamy, even in monogamy. So so that's my personal take on it. Kimi, I don't know if you want to contribute anything to that. Well, no, I think it's true. It's like you really can't, you can't place things in order to give yourself a false sense of security or like add some sort of imaginary security blanket that you think is there it's like you know things will happen if they're meant to or they're not so I was gonna say someone asked why are sex toys so expensive and if you come to the live show we were we're gonna have some great treats for you in regards to some fun toys otherwise I mean you you can find pretty affordable options you just have to look for them I know we have a lot of preferred sites that we like to use for Amazon has pretty affordable options yeah some of them so we we um but there are some that I I really like to invest in in good quality pieces so I think like butt plugs as long as it has a strong base and it's made out out of a like a good material I don't think you need to invest a lot of money in butt plugs um where you really want to spend your money are vibrators and anything used for restraints, I think. Oh, yes. Restraints like, rest- for like sure. leather cuffs, harnesses, re- rope, restraints, like those kind of things. Invest your money in anything that's going to be holding you in some way. Because the last thing you want is like something that snaps while you're, you know, suspended or, you know, tied up to someone's bed or whatever. So like I, I, I spend quality, I spend my money on like cuffs and good vibrators. I was going to say nipple clamps. You can, you can probably get pretty cheap ones unless you want to go like super hardcore, then you're probably going to get, you you can probably find some, you know, really, really nice ones. Um, Yeah. Also, like as far as like paddles, floggers, impact toys. I, I would spend I would, good money on a flogger. I was going to say, you definitely want quality there. You don't want that shit like snapping while you're trying to hit. And it's just going to yeah. be bad. So, so there's, I'm trying to think of other toys that were maybe you don't need. Lingerie, I'll go pretty cheap on. I know it's not really a toy, but like if I'm only going to wear it once or twice for someone or... You know, there are some pieces that I have that I'll wear multiple times because I spend a lot of money on them. But like, if I just want to, I'll sometimes just find something cheap and cute and wear someone for a one time and call it a day. Yeah. So, and those make great rave outfits as well. Yeah. You want to repurpose. But, you know, if you're going for quality things, the reason they cost so much is because they are good quality. So. All right. So I know someone, where's your email app? That's not my email app. Sorry. I know someone emailed us about a belly button fetish. Where is it? So let's get into it. It's going to be 
Oh, someone else asked um, what we like to do besides poly, which I thought was hilarious because while, yes, I talk a lot about non-monogamy, polyamory, and um, kink, that is not my entire identity. Okay. I We love- go to the gym. We hike. We travel. Um, I like ice skating. I like reading. I'm trying to think what else. Kim and I really are a sucker for like a good hike. We love paddle boarding. Paddle boarding is another one. There's more to us than just sex. I like flying airplanes. Haven't done it since I sold my airplane, but I'm going to get back into it soon. I love gambling when I'm in Vegas. Kimmy and I once spent 11 hours at a at a blackjack table on New Year's Eve when we were like 22. I played with $100 of someone's money that wasn't mine. The dude right next to me handed me $100. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to play this until it runs out. 11 hours later, we decided it was time to go home. One time I was at a blackjack table from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And uh, Kami did so many tequila shots, she couldn't walk. I had to have Nikki's ex-husband carry me back to my room. So we love gambling. We love, yeah, travel. Gambling in moderation, I should say. Gambling only when we're in Vegas, I should say. Yeah, I really haven't, we really haven't gambled anywhere else besides Vegas. Okay, let's get to the belly belly button fetish. Okay, let me see. It's a long story. Okay, I'm going to try to read it fast. Hello, girls. So basically, me and my partner have been together for six years as a couple since 2018. And basically, I found out recently she got a weird thing for my belly button where she wants to see it or play with it in different ways, especially with her tongue or blow raspberries on it. She knows I've got an Audi belly button where my belly button sticks out. And basically, I'm really self-conscious around my belly button due to having an Audi. I really can't tell if this is, dude, please next time use punctuation. I really can't tell if this is a fetish or kink or just an obsession. I can't tell which one, though she got really over obsessive over my Audi belly button. And how can she be so obsessive over my belly button? Jesus, okay, we don't have to repeat that. I'm willing to explore this and go down the road of belly button worship or belly button fetishes with her specifically if she is really into them or she just loves my belly button. I feel like we answered this on our stories. Is there anyone I could do or is there anything I could do to her belly button if this is something she likes or is into? Should I play with her belly button and see if she likes it? Have you asked her? Her belly button isn't any. Okay, have you asked her if she wants her belly button? I urgently need your advice, opinions, tips, ideas, thoughts, or honest thoughts on what you all think. Is she into this or got a fetish or something? Also, the main thing she wants to do to my Audi belly button is blow raspberries on it. Okay, so fetish means you need it every single time in sex. And it just keeps going. Do you girls consider this either weird or normal? I don't find belly buttons weird at all. Maybe she just wants to show me special how special unique my Audi belly button is to her or myself other Mm. thing is she wants to lick my belly button with her tongue okay do you like the sensation of your belly button being licked what I'm gathering is like maybe you guys need to explore this very slowly with whatever you're comfortable with and then from there decide like okay this is something I want to continue exploring or this is something I don't feel comfortable doing so maybe Get in a nice, warm, comfortable setting, okay? Set the mood, get in bed, make some time for it. Have her start slowly doing the things that she wants to do to your belly button. So like the licking or the raspberries. And then from there, I feel really bad. Decide if you like it. And then if you don't, you know, tell her, no, thank you. I don't like, I don't want to explore this anymore. And if you do, then you guys can, can slowly incorporate more play with the belly button. 
I feel really bad because when I first read this, I'm not going to lie. I was like, is this an honest request? Like if someone troll- trolling us? Yeah. Like, are they trolling us or is this the true thing? But I think the person also reached out via Instagram. They did. They so did. I'm like, this is an actual issue. I mean, like, I don't think it's an issue. I like for, for example, for me, like I hate having my belly button touched it hurts like it's like this like phobia thing where like I think you're like trying to enter the depths of my soul or something I don't know so I'm not a huge fan of any sort of belly button play you know a lot of times like with my partners like you know if it's like a long-term thing and they try to tickle me or like poke my belly button like I do not let them do that um but yeah I mean I would say like if she's she's into belly buttons and you're not weird are you weirded out by it i can't maybe you need to yeah i was it it feels it seems like with the message that we have here there's some you have some reservations about it and it's not something you feel comfortable exploring so maybe you need to do a little deep dive into deciding okay is this something that i don't feel comfortable with because like it makes me self-conscious because i it doesn't make me feel sexy or it makes me feel weird or uh, people might perceive it as weird if they found out that, you know, she licks my belly button. Like, what what about it is weirding you out? Um, find or that. Or perplexing you. Or perplexing you. Find that and then dive in and, and work through the, like, ask yourself these questions, you know, why do I find it weird? What am I worried about? Do I like this? Do I not like this? Let me give this a try. Okay, the sensation felt interesting. It felt you know, better than I expected and then dive in. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's an erogenous zone for her. Yeah. I know someone in the Q&A said not a question, but they tried licking armpits or having their yeah. armpits licked and they loved it. And if, in, on one of the episodes, I recommended the armpits and um, and they said they really enjoyed it. So they also asked for any other tips on any other E zones to look into on any other erogenous zones. Um, I know we discussed it briefly with Jessica once the back of the knees. I have not tried that. I could see the belly button being one of them. I don't think it's weird. I don't think the belly button is a weird area. I think it's a very intimate area. And so I think if you're going to discuss, if you're going to like explore it with someone, like for, I would let people do things to my belly buttons, but it would be someone that I trust and someone that I would like let explore that part of my body intimately. If I always sense. love during, what, even though I hate having my belly button touched, what I think is so funny sometimes is, you know, like, Let's say you're having sex and he pulls out and he comes all over your tummy and then in your belly button is like this tiny little pool of cum. Yeah. I think that's so cute. Yeah. I think it's adorable, even though it is a pain to get out. You got to take a, you know, a napkin and scoop. If a guy comes on his stomach and a lot of it goes in his belly button, I will usually lick or suck it out. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Anyways... So Um, belly button guy, I hope, I think this is something, I think this is something you got to do the inner work on this. I think y'all should try it and explore it, but I feel like there's some inner work to be done here where you need to decide how you feel about it and why you feel that way and And then then tell her. Yeah. And then tell her, but like y'all need to have very open, honest discussions about this belly button area. This reminds me of what was that one couple on, what was that one BDSM show that we really loved with Mistress May? Oh, uh, bonding, mm-hmm. bonding. What was the couple, the the girl? Was it the guy? The guy really liked having like tickle fights or something. And the oh wife, yeah, he really liked to be tickled. Yeah, and the wife hated it. So you know, Mistress May would go over and you know tickle the guy, and then the wife would just have conversations with the guy best with friend. the assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Which, by the way, someone did ask if we preferred to be tickled or be the tickler. I fucking hate, I being, hate tickled. being tickled. Don't fucking tickle me. I will punch you in the face. I will pee all over <laughs> you. I might too. You don't know, but I hate being tickled. I hate being tickled. Do I like tickling other people? No. No. I have no interest. I get no enjoyment out I of it. I have no interest in tickling you. Like, um, but the, the person that asked about the other erogenous zones besides the armpits, um, I know I said the back of the knees. Another one is, so recently I was, um, oh, Calvin, good old, good old Calvin, good old Calvin, not good old. Anyways, I went over, I always give him a massage. He really likes it when I give him massages and, uh, I was like massaging. It was like kind of like the back of his inner thighs under his butt I mean, that's how that's an intimate area yeah yeah and he loved it so like so like if this is the butt go like just right under it slightly inward like on the back the back of the thighs i'm so ticklish there anyways and uh i remember when i was massaging that area he was like oh yeah fuck and then he was hard as a rock so i don't know if that is one but that could be i i firmly believe you should kiss and lick every single part of the body and see what turns you on so I, I will literally, I remember one the time. The kneecaps? Yeah. I remember one time uh, the avocado farmer, he was laying down and I literally like licked and kissed him head to toe. Wow. That yeah. must have taken a lot of time. It was time consuming, but it was worth it. I was like worshiping his entire body. And um, I think we found some areas that he was surprised that he liked. Someone had asked. I really like the Ooh. the side butt cheek, even though that's pretty. Yeah, I like that area standard. too. Yeah. Um, someone said, my partner started off kinky, but has lost their libido and gained a lot of weight. What do I do? Hmm. Honestly, I don't have enough context on here to give like a well-rounded answer of like what's, you know, and nor am I a doctor, so I don't know what's going on, um, you know, with their weight um, and their libido. That immediately tells me something hormonal. Um, it could be, yeah. Yeah, something hormonal could be going on that's caused them. Or it's going to, you know, one of those like cyclical things. It could be a stress thing. Yeah, it could be. So stress is causing them to gain weight. When they gain weight, they don't feel sexy. So then their libido goes down. like, And then it turns into like this vicious cycle. Something is going on in their lives that's making them, you know, that that's causing their body to get out of whack affecting their libido and their weight. So I think you need to be empathetic. I think you need to, you know offer as much support as you can and do whatever you can to make them feel safe and loved and comforted during a time where they may feel very frustrated with their body for these reactions that it is having to some external factor or internal factor. I mean, I'll say when I was with my ex-fiance, he had a very high libido and that was the time that I was on birth control and I couldn't lose weight and I was stressed out and I was gaining a lot of weight. So I never felt sexy and I always felt chunky. Yeah, I didn't want to have sex. And I remember, you know, I, but I knew, you know, because he'd always told me, you know, he has a high sex drive. He was initiating a lot. You know, we'd talk sometimes like he'd be like, hey, why aren't you initiating? Blah, blah, blah. And at that point, like, it's not like I was like forcing myself to do it because I wasn't. I wanted to please him and I wanted to make sure that our sex life was, you know, happy and thriving. You know, even if I, that's when I started using lube, if I couldn't get wet, you know, and I would try to do things for myself to get me in the mood, you know, whether it be like, try masturbating or you know take a bath or do something that would like kind of put me more in the mood I know for one of the ways for me that used to work uh to get 
I don't know, horny or whatever aroused. is aroused. I would just lay naked on my comforter because it was really fluffy and comfortable. So that was one of the ways I did it. You know, so for your partner, maybe help them find ways to connect with their body. You yeah. Know? Even if they do have a lower libido and, you know, maybe they're they're going through some some weight gain. Like I, that is maybe mean, do some tantric stuff. No, but like, I mean, just just find ways to, to bring their body pleasure. And I, and I feel like once you, you know, once you get them into into a, a space where they are starting to feel pleasure, then the body's going to remember, oh, yeah, I like this. That libido is going to kick in and it's going to be like, I I enjoy sex, you know, so so start playing around it being you know slow be very like intentional with finding how to bring their body to like a a place where where it wants to find pleasure again yeah so that would be my advice there I know that's a tough situation like on both sides because like your partner is probably you know they're trying to figure out what's going on with their body you know their libido and their weight and then you're you know you also have needs and you're also trying to figure out how to support them and so like that can be a very tough situation so like all around just there needs to be a lot of support communication empathy and yeah showing each other love love. yeah someone asked should i bring up kink sooner rather than later with a potential partner i say yes sooner and this has actually come up recently. I had a friend of mine, he he started seeing a girl and I guess it wasn't until like three or four weeks in or I don't remember how long. It, it, they'd been seeing each other for like a little bit, you know, not too long, but like enough. Anyways, and, and then she out of nowhere, she was like, hey, I have a bunch of fin subs. Like, you know, this is what I do as my side hustle, whatever. And he was like, it's not that I, you know, am uncomfortable with that or that I don't support it he was like I just don't know if like how I want to interact with that space and and I feel like she just now dropped this on me and and I don't like I need time to process it so like I understand on one side you know you want to maybe get to know a little someone a little bit more before opening up about things unconventional things that you're into whether that be kink non-monogamy um whatever and then from and you know so maybe taking a little time to get to know them and then revealing more of that but then on the other side when you do reveal something like that to someone you need to give them time to process um because they also have to figure out like how they want to interact with that space so personally i mean if you're comfortable with just saying it right away do it because you know you do want to make sure that you that you have that compatibility and if that's an issue for the other person you might as well find out sooner rather Rather than later later. exactly i agree so so yeah i i say sooner the better that's why like for me right off the bat with anyone i'll be like i'm kinky and non-monogamous do you accept that or no because that's going to dictate whether or not we see each other again or continue talking usually i talk to someone and let them know like you know before i ever go meet them anyways so I really liked this question, how to introduce partners to one another. My boyfriend of one year wants to meet my dom of three years. I love that. I love that too. Congrats, girl. Like, I I love that they want to meet each other. Even though the kitchen table dynamic didn't work out great for me, I like the kitchen table dynamic because I'm very big on, like, found family. Family. Exactly. And, you know, if you can relate to someone for the shared love that you both have for another person, like, I think that's beautiful. I I mean, my first suggestion would be, you know, find a common interest you know, maybe you all like to go hiking, go hike. Maybe um, you all like this one specific restaurant or you all like sushi. I, I say make it in a kind of like a public neutral, neutral third party location. So like not your house, not their house, not the other person's house. I and feel like going to either or's houses could just kind of 
it could put an extra pressure on the other person. Yeah, because then you're entering their space. Yeah. Yeah. So I say I say pick a, a neutral third-party location, something that interests everyone, and just take it slow. Consent from both sides that they want to meet. I can understand, like, if one partner is ready to meet and the other isn't, I understand both sides of that. And so you, you need to practice, like, patience and, you know, make sure you give them time and space to prepare for meeting your other partners because that can be a tough thing. I think the first time I ever met my husband's ex or my ex-husband's girlfriend was actually when she was the first I briefly met her when she was leaving the house as I was driving home. I drove home and she was leaving the house from the first time that they had met. But then after that, and this was just like a quick like, hey, you know, Nikki, nice to meet you, whatever. And then after that, uh, the next time I met her was when we were all flying to Vegas. That so. was when I met her too. Yeah, that was when you met her too. We all spent the weekend in Vegas. So was that a neutral third party location? It was at our hangar in our airplane. So I don't know if that's neutral, but how did that go? I can't, but remember. at least, but I, I think it went well, but I liked that. Like then we spent the weekend like somewhere else. Like, you know, it wasn't in our house or anything. So yeah. Mm. Anyways, those are my suggestions. Oh, someone asked best and or worst play party experiences. We talked a lot about our experiences at sex parties and, but I will say most recently, did I tell about the girl? I can't remember. I, I think you mentioned that you played with her. I played with the girl at a party recently. Which honestly, this part was a little awkward because like I hadn't seen Nikki in over an hour and I'm like, where the fuck is she? So I'm going room to room trying to find oh, her. Oh no, did you see it? No, I saw y'all kissing and I was like from the corner of my eye and I was just like, that's Nikki. I'm, I'm going to walk away now. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I was just like, <sighs> there's always, we always run the risk of like seeing. I know. I really like, and I, and I want to say like, I know maybe this is something you and I need to work through, but like if I see you like in passing, I don't think I'd be grossed out. See, it's not that I'm grossed out. I just don't want to see anything. Uh, I'm just afraid of what I'll see. That's that's where my brain's like, ugh. You but know, you've that's seen me I naked. Like, I well, I know. I I see you naked all the time. But like in that setting, like that's that's different. But for me, like that's just something I have to process. I understand. I guess what I'm saying is, is like, like I don't think I'd be so. Yes, I'm not gonna sit there and watch. Hell no. But at the at the same time, I'd just be like, oh, okay, there's Kami, and then leave. And that's usually what happens at sex parties. Yeah. No, but I was saying was, um, so that experience with the girl was phenomenal. She was great. I had been missing women and the universe answered my prayers and I hooked up with her that night. But um, there was a party before that where I was really into this guy, okay? Really into this guy. And we were talking, we were hitting off. We like briefly, like a slight peck to the Leo, the really hot one. I spanked his uh, the girl that he went to the play party with, I spanked her on the St. Andrew's cross. Oh, 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 the Russian guy. Yeah. No, oh. no, 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 not him, not him. Oh. Anyways, so. Uh, and wait, which, was I with you at this party? Yeah, it was the, the last. Which kink, one? Kinky Rabbit. Which one? You, the one that we went to with C with? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Anyways, I was really into him and I guess he wasn't into me. And so oh, like, oh. the entire night he was like dodge, not dodging me, but we would like talk. But every time, every time I try to like get it to like maybe progress a little bit more physically, he would like, I got to go do this. And then, um, <laughs> and then later on I saw him hooking up with a girl and he, and then at the end of the night he was like, so sorry, we never connected. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I still had fun. Cause like I hooked up with the porn star and you know, had my own fun, but I was just kind of like, Ugh. I was so sad. It happens. Rejection happens and I can accept it, but it was a little sad. I really liked this question. What do you want to see your sex life 
be like in five years? Like, what do I want my sex life to look like in five years? What do I want? I know because that this was the question that like had me thinking like, where do I want to be? I feel like I've made such strides in the last two years. And I think everyone should ask themselves this question. So ask yourself, what do you want your sex life to look like in five years? For me, I want more kink. I would love to have a more like regular DS dynamic because currently I would like, like that as well. Like I, I uh, yeah, I would like to have a more like more what's the word I'm looking for? Consistent DS dynamic, like someone that is my dominant or my submissive and it's like consistent and, and we see each other very often. I, I would really enjoy that. I would also like to I would have, like the same. I would like to have a sex room within the next five years. And someone was asking why Nikki and I would have one sex room to share. Because if we live together again, could you imagine having a house with two sex rooms? Like, not only that, but it's like, we live in California, guys. Property's expensive. Expensive. What makes you think we can afford a house with two bedrooms, two separate rooms for sex rooms, and then what, another guest room? Like, we Yeah, and then an office, and then we need a room for the cat. Yeah, exactly. There's, so like, there's just a lot. Like, there's no way we're... I mean, absolutely, we're, absolutely. I'd love to have a house with like five, six bedrooms and enough, you know, space for both Kimi and I to have our separate sex rooms. People but, are probably thinking like, <clears throat> why don't they just live separately? We might do that, but we might also just have houses right next to each other. We don't know. But I also like living with you. Yeah, we like living together. Yeah. It works nicely. Yeah. So anyways. Um, that's and our pets all love each other. Yeah. So sex room, consistent DS dynamic, and what else? Those are the two that come to mind. Those are the top two for me. I would also say I would like my, I would like my sex life in five years to include more, like more shabari, more restraints. Mm, I haven't more dealt a lot, a lot with that. And then more consistent use of toys. I forget to bring my toys with me all the time and I hate that. I have a bag and I bring it with me. I need to do that. Someone and then did. also just be having continuous bomb sex, threesomes, foursomes, sex parties, orgies, all that fun stuff. Someone did ask about Shibari and I don't remember the question and I can't find it. Where was it? Ooh, I just saw this question as I'm looking though. When you sleep with one person in the morning and then someone else later, do you tell them? Ooh. No. I haven't done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by that, I mean like usually they don't ask. If they asked, I would be honest and be like, yes, I slept with someone else today. However, <clears throat> however, I have not done a two a day in a long time. I will say if you're doing a two a day, a two a day, Make sure you're using protection with at least one of them. If you're going in, I would use protection with both. If you're, yeah, well, yeah, I whatever get it, I get you it. have set up. But I'm just saying, like, let's say you're having sex with a consistent partner and you don't use condoms, but then you're going into another person's house and having sex with them shortly after. Like, definitely use condoms. Shower in between. Shower in between. Use the good, clean, love um, balance wash on your cooch area. Cannot stress that enough. Don't forget, use code DOUBLE20. Um, but seriously, that's what I use that wash because it helps kind of like clean that area out. If you have 12 hours in between, stick a boric acid pill in there if you really need to. But mm -hmm. that's also kind of risky business because if you're going to use a suppository, you at least want to wait, what, 12 to... 24 hours before engaging sexual intercourse again i mean i would like i <clears throat> it's just preference if the person asks tell them honestly um if they don't ask that's up to you but again make sure you're being safe about it i think that's the key there 
Um, I saw another question that I, I haven't really done liked. two days in a while. Long yeah, time. I can't remember the last time I had a Long two time. day. How do I get my partner to go down on me more? I go down on her multiple times a week. Ask and say, hey, I'd really love if you went down on me more. Maybe make sure your hygiene is good. Also, if you think your partner doesn't, is not comfortable, like if they don't like, I'm assuming this partner that you're a, uh, that you're a male, that you have a penis. If not, I could be wrong. But let's say, you know, the your partner doesn't per- particularly like giving head. You could always just show them how you like it to be. Um, yeah, it could be a thing where they're like just self-conscious that they're not doing what you like. So maybe kind of like give them, do like a fun little teacher role play moment. Yeah. Make it sexy. Something like that. Tell them <clears throat> what you like. Oh, someone asked, how does your family feel about the podcast? Are they supportive? Is it awkward? We talked about it in another episode. Our mother supports us. Our father barely talks to us. If you want more details, please go listen to that episode. It's towards the beginning. So I, there's someone that I talk to on Reddit. Him and I just converse every now and then. I really love catching up with him. And um, him and his wife are going through a divorce um, because of, I think they just want to kind of go in different directions. Anyways, And so he let me know that they're parting ways amicably. And he was like, what advice would you give to yourself, you know, prior to your divorce? And I think now's a great time to sell your house. Well, actually, the ideal time would have been like six to nine months ago. But what I told him, I said, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope it's for the best. And I hope you two find your respective paths that allow each of you to feel fulfilled. My advice would be there's happiness on the other side. Through all the pain, all the frustration, all the anxiety, there's happiness on the other side. Work through it. Find what helps you process it all. But it does indeed get better. And if you believe it, there's more out there that's just what you're looking for. Um, And I said, sending hugs your way. So I remember I was actually telling this to one of my partners recently. That if I had known just how, you know, okay and happy even I could be on the other side of it maybe I wouldn't have been so scared in the beginning to let him go if I had known that there was more around the corner that would bring me so much like joy and fulfillment maybe I wouldn't have been as sure I probably would have shed as many tears I shed a lot of tears and there was a lot of pain to work through like that those are things that you have to do like feel your feelings work through the emotions find the ways to process it but like do have faith that on the other side of it you'll find love and joy and happiness because like that's what I feel right now is there still pain to work through absolutely but I I still have found those things I was gonna say one thing that I commend Nikki for throughout her divorce is you know I get to see all sides of Nikki everyone usually sees one or two sides of her I get to see all of them and the the low points were really scary for me to watch but I did watch her pull through And I watched her be brave and be strong again. And I watched her be vulnerable again. And that was something that I really, I cherish is having someone, you know, by my side in my life that's always going to be so strong. So if you're going through a breakup, if you're going through a divorce, you know, from seeing that, one of my biggest, one of the best advice that I can give, you know, I've been through breakups, I've not been through a divorce, but you can't be, you can't be scared. You can allow yourself to be scared, but also have... Don't eat. wallow there. Let, yeah, don't. Let the fear go. Exactly. Don't wallow there. Face it, look at it, and be like, I'm going to get through this, and then have the strength to push forward. If you get stuck in that mentality of, 
you know, there's no one out there like him or her or them. You life's know, over. Life's it's over. All done. Yeah. You're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Realize that there are other opportunities and other love stories that you have yet to come across and open the chapter to. So, yeah. Love you. I love you too. Um, last but not least, <coughs> story time with Nikki. Story time with Nikki. Someone, do, 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 do. Should we, wait, we should put some music on, you know? like I'll see if I can find some music for that. Story um, time. <laughs> we'll make a little blur about it. So someone had asked if I've ever used an anal hook before. And What does an anal hook look like? So it looks like a silver hook and then at the end of it is like a ball kind of thing. So it's not like a sharp hook. It's like a, so it's like a J kind of shape and then it has a ball. The the ball goes in you? The ball goes in you. And the hook goes in you because it hooks. It hooks. Anyways. The ball sticks out. How does it go in? The ball goes in you. The ball goes in you. So like if it looks like this. Nikki's drawing it for me if you're not watching the YouTube video. And then this sticks out of your ass. Oh. So, um. God. My Dom's. Yeah, one time the three of us were playing. We had the rig up because we were doing some shibari. And so basically what my dom did was he tied rope to one end of the anal hook. Um, and then he put my hair in a bun. This was really creative, guys. This is this was really creative. Don't try this at home, kids. Don't try this at home. He is a professional. Don't try this at home. He put my hair in a bun. Um, and then he put the anal hook in my bum. Okay? And then the rope went up and over the rig so here's the hook coming out of my butt here goes the rope the rope goes over the rig and then the other piece of the rope was like basically in my hair tied with the bun oh wow so essentially i was in a position where my head was like i was think of like a like a cat position kind of arched or yeah arched back position and so I could not like move my head down. Otherwise it would like basically pull on the hook. Um, so he was doing this. He was doing this while he was putting the Hitachi on my clitoris. <laughs> so <clears throat> or the TikTok friendly version on the. I don't know. C-L-I-T. Yeah. Anyways. And um, so it was really creative. It was like a special kind of torture because I could not move a whole lot. Meanwhile, I'm looking at myself in a mirror. I don't remember what my female dom, oh, my female dom had the claws and she was like rub- running the claws along my body. And then he's putting the Hitachi on me. I can't remember if at one point he fucked me or not while the anal hook was in, but I want to say he did. Anyways, but it, w- it was torturous because I could not move. I was trying to handle all of the stimulation it was a lot of stimulation while maintaining a place where like my head and my and my bum were comfortable so it was it was one of my most favorite experiences ever I loved that anal hook and it that felt, sounds intense it felt phenomenal that sounds intense I yeah. and I mean great wait on hold on hold part. on hold on it wasn't in my bum it was in my it was in my kitty it was in my pussy the anal hook yeah we did, I think, if I remember correctly, we did put it in my bum at one point, but I want to say while it was over the rig, it was, it was inside me. So then was the hook facing towards your tummy or Yeah, your yeah, bum? so like, it was like hooked in, it was like, it was hooked in, yeah. I don't really want to, we only have like this. two minutes left, so just. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
I actually really like doing these Q&As because y'all ask some questions that like I don't normally think about or, you know, things that I don't know that people want to discuss. So we'll probably do these Q&As like once a month and do the Q&A episodes because I, I really enjoy them. You guys ask some great questions. We love the engagement on all of our social media. If you have a question, DM us, uh, email us, submit it on the website. Patreon members, please message us anytime. Um, we love to hear from y'all and we love these questions just because like it gives us an opportunity to discuss so much. So yeah. Yeah. So thanks guys for tuning in. Don't forget live show in LA. LA peeps come through October 20th. Check out link in bio for more information. We'll see you next week. I'm trying to think what else we have. I think that's it. Yeah. Anyways. Love y'all. Love you guys. Wear condoms. See you. Bye. Oh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please do that. Like, <laughs> subscribe. I was looking at the analytics the other day. Half of you watching the YouTube videos aren't subscribed. So subscribe. Subscribe. Also, what? I feel like we should start selling merch that says the feet feel good. I'd be open to it. Raise your hand on some platform if you want a t-shirt, a crop top, or a really cute t-shirt that says the feet feel good. Okay, love y'all, bye. <laughs>